0: Hey everybody welcome back to this week's uh, episode of Student Equip podcast. Uh, So this is the second in a little series that me and Pastor Joe are doing. Uh, So in the previous episode we talked about the doctrine of assurance of salvation, how we can know that we are saved and that we will always be saved. Uh, And so today we're going to talk about worship and how worship should be an an outflow um, of our salvation. Um, So this episode will release Sometime after we get back from Malta? Yeah. some point? Yep. Or don't I'm know what. In
1: Malta, right? I don't know. While Sometimes. we're in
0: Malta, sometime. Either we're in Malta or we've recently gotten back from Malta uh, when you're listening to this. Um, so, yeah. So we're excited for that trip. Uh, probably we'll be excited to be back home uh, by the time this comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we're looking forward to that. So, um, So Pastor Joe, what as we talk about worship... What is biblical worship?
1: Yeah, man. Well, hey, again, thanks for having me back on the podcast. A lot of fun doing this. Um, what is biblical worship? I, I, you know, was, as we were, you know, talking about this and kind of prepping for it, like, you know, what's the the best definition for this? Um, I decided to pull up Grudem's Systematic Theology, uh, mm. which, you know, not a perfect systematic by any means. Yeah. They've got he's got some fairly problematic things in there. Yeah. Um,
0: so I ahead. think his I think that book weighs more than I do
1: <laughs> yeah dude
0: that book is <laughs> huge,
1: it is huge. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry that's funny um, his definition of worship though I, I like on page 1003 he says worship is the activity of glorifying God in his presence with our voices and hearts I love that that it's not just the songs that we sing but it's with our hearts as well um which really then kind of takes it beyond what we typically think of for worship because yeah. you know? uh, i don't know about you but when i was a student when i was a teenager growing up and you said the word worship only one thing came to mind
0: yeah Singing songs yeah right? which we'll talk about a little bit because that's what comes to mind for me most of the time still
1: yeah right like when we think yeah. worship it's it's the the act of singing but um you know, I think biblical worship moved beyond that. It's not less than that, right? It's not less than singing songs, but it is it is more than that, though, too. Uh, it's worshiping God with voices and hearts.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of not just song. Um, you know, I think of, oh, what is it? Um, I mean, there's multiple, of Job, yeah. uh, the book of Job. Right. I think we see this, that it's not just song of literally after Job has lost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it says he, he fell down and worshiped yeah. of like, I mean, he might have, but I'm going to guess he didn't fall down and start singing songs <laughs> in that moment. Yeah, probably not. He might have probably not. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the biblical worship is not just songs. Yeah. Um, So
1: maybe some like old school, sad Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. He might have yeah. sang some of those. but Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah old t swift is the best uh new stuff is there eh. um, so i'm gonna ask you this question and then i'm gonna roll back to my bookcase and get uh something i forgot to grab so while you answer this i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna scoot away for a I'll second
1: make sure to talk real slow
0: uh, all right sounds good uh, but what what do we mean when we say that worship is the the outflow of our salvation
1: yeah so all right quick roll um, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. <laughs> so, yeah, when we say that worship is the outflow of our salvation, um, in order to, to to properly worship God, right, we've got to glorify God, which means that we have to recognize God and we can't recognize God uh, in our state of depravity, right? In our sinful, you know, unregenerate state. Um, if our souls are still dead, like we talked about in the last episode, you know, with the Isaiah and the dry bones, you know, if our souls are dead, dead, um, then we're not going to recognize God and we're not going to glorify God, which means that we really can't worship God. Um, and so when we say that worship is the outflow of our salvation, it really is that we start with salvation, right? And then because of our salvation uh, it is almost like a, a spring of water that comes shooting out of it. Uh, this, this praise, this worship, uh, of lifting God up and recognizing who he is, not just with our voices, but with our hearts and our
0: lives as well. That's good. Um, and this kind of, I'm going to share this definition. So when I was in college, uh, one of my first semesters, I had to take an intro to worship class, which was like one of the coolest classes I've ever took. Um, but in our, our class notes, they give this definition, um, and I think it goes right to what you're saying if it starts with salvation, mm-hmm. is Christian worship is the adoration and service to God the Father through the mediation of the Son and prompted by the Holy Spirit. Ooh. of Kind of make that same point of like, we can't worship God apart from relationship with Christ, and it's through Christ and the Holy Spirit that we're even able to worship or yeah. do things that are worshipful. Yeah, um, You know, I think flipping my little binder here um they give some of the the words for worship that are used in scripture um and actually it was in jeremiah 7 on sunday talked about this a little bit in our connect group material um i'm not even gonna try and say this hebrew word um actually i'm gonna try on, oh, yeah try. go for it man go i'm gonna for try it. i'm not gonna get the like of it um <laughs> but uh Histaha. 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 I'm sure there's, there's, Hebrew's got some of those like sounds in it. I'm sure there's yeah. some of those. But um, it's the most frequent frequently used Hebrew word uh, for worship, and it means to bow down or to pay homage. Hmm. So worship, um, you know, is obviously, yes, singing like we're saying, but it's it's that act of, of bowing down, of humbling yourself, uh, before God yeah. which then when we do that when we you know we know who God is we have that relationship it can become an outflow and it's not it doesn't become something we have to do it's something we get to do and it's something we want to do um, yeah. yeah so I think that's that's part of that the, that outflow of salvation of it's, it's we get to do it we don't it's not something we have to do even though
1: Well, you know, I think of worship as, you know, kind of in this similar vein, right? It's not something that we have to do, it's something we get to do. It's like having a relationship with God. We we enter into this relationship with him um, through salvation, but then we get to draw near to him. We get to cultivate intimacy and closeness with God through worship. I mean, that's why, like, you know, when... you know you've been there i think we've all been there where you're in a worship set right you know they're they're singing songs and you know the the lyrics just you know god is moving through that the way that the the god is moving through the music and it just draws you in you know i know some people you know kind of resist that because they're like i don't want to be emotionally manipulated um, I don't think it's emotional manipulation. I think it's no. God using these things that he's created to draw us into an experience with him, to draw us near. Um, but it makes me think of Hebrews 11. which yeah, I mean, Hebrews. You're, the, yeah. you're the Hebrews guy, but uh, I'm going to quote Hebrews 11, 6 here, um, where it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. Right, like if worship is is our act of drawing near to God, right, whether it's through song or through, you know, how we revere Him in our hearts. If we're going to draw near to God, we've got to first believe that He actually exists. Like we yeah. have to actually have a relationship with Him, and for uh, for humanity, that starts with salvation.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I would you to part of the, the emotional manipulation because you know, like that is. That is a real thing that some churches do. But worship worship should be both um emo- should engage both our emotions and intellect. Yes. Of like it should be both. Of it should the lyrics should be theologically sound, right? Communicating actual truths about God. Not like vague random stuff. Yeah. But it should all there should also be an emotional response because like I don't know about you, but like Salvation is kind of an emotional thing of like, God's lit. Like Jesus literally saved your life. Yeah. Like that should cause an emotional response. Yeah. Jesus was an emotional person. Yeah. He cried on multiple occasions. On multiple occasions. He was angered. He was sad. Like he showed emotions. Like it's okay to be emotional.
1: For Uh, sure. Dude, I remember, I remember that, that moment when I was at camp and I just had this overwhelming realization, right? For me, it was reading John uh, in the book of John where it says that, you know, if he is the vine, we are the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. I had this, this realization that like, if I'm not connected to Jesus, I can't do anything. I'm just going to be cast off. I'm going to be yeah. thrown in the pile and burn, but he wants a relationship with me. And dude, I remember just like weeping, you know, and I'm not, I'm not like a big cryer, yeah. dude. I just was weeping and people were asking, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" I'm like, "Nothing's wrong. I'm so happy." And they're like, "Then why are you crying?" I'm like, "I don't know." You know, just like it was—it was such an emotional thing, um, not because of emotionalism, but because of the the truth of who God is, and and so experiencing that salvation just caused my heart to to praise Him, to worship Him. Um, you know, particularly in that moment, you know, of realizing that,
0: yeah uh, yeah. And so it should be emotional and in- intellectual. And so one of the, uh, most kind of, what sort caused the most emotion from me, mm. not, I, I would say as an act of worship was not, well, was my salvation. Right. But, um, a few years ago at the previous church I was at, we had this, there's this one kid from the campus I was serving at who's at camp. Like the first night was just like, was crying was like i don't want to be here i hate this i don't want to i want to go home i don't want to be at camp anymore i want nothing to do with this i want nothing to do with church like i'm i don't want to be here it was just yeah not having a good time <laughs> um yeah, Bro, i'm just, straight up like, not having a good had time. already like the first night had already called his parents trying to get them to to come pick him up and so it was just like as far from wanting a relationship with christ as you could be and so we just like as leaders we just started praying hard for this kid um and so that was monday wednesday he accepts christ Dude. literally difference two days later and i just like i started crying because like this is one of my students i had a relationship with who like i saw two days ago was like the most miserable i've ever seen a kid yeah and now has like accepted christ and like it made me cry because there's that emotion like it's an act of worship of like god you're so good that you like you saved him you yeah. didn't leave him in his misery like you yeah. saved him
1: and not because he was like wanted this to happen
0: no he, he was yeah. wanting to leave <laughs> you know yeah. yeah yeah so that was you know so there's there's the emotional and intellectual side of of worship yeah um what and, a good
1: i say and and i think you know just to like the the question right the fact that the emotional and the intellectual side really come out of our salvation. Mm -hmm. You know, that knowledge of our salvation should be always fresh for us. And it should give us at times, not always. Right. You know, like if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not like crying right now because God saved me. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, you're not always going
0: to. We don't don't all have to be pastor Jeff and cry every day.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, but, uh, You know, it should cause somewhat of an emotional reaction from time to time, you know, especially as we experience it in fresh ways. Mm -hmm. Like when I found out that Laura was pregnant with Alistair, you know, I was like, holy cow. Like, I love this little baby. He's not even born yet. Like we had just found out. I was like, I love this little kid so much. I would not give this kid for anything, for anybody. And yet God gave his son for me, like brings me back to that salvation and how incredible that really is and, yeah,
0: I, yeah. Remember, I remember when uh when claire told me she was pregnant i had to hide my emotion because i was in the car with you and she that's called right. me that's right she called me and was like hey uh so yeah i am actually pregnant and i had to like hide my, my emotion and couldn't be like are you serious like i was like all right cool uh that's great super happy and like i had to hide that emotion but and then like, i think- i couldn't help it like i couldn't help but have an emotional response to that
1: yeah yeah and i think then we just talked about like early 2000s emo music
0: yes but. we did we just we, uh, uh jonah was with us and we introduced him to all the 2000s pop punk and he's like i don't know what any this is and we we're like man that's sad
1: and the whole time you're sitting there thinking i'm a dad I'm yeah a dad.
0: like i'm gonna be a dad in nine months <laughs> That's wild. yeah so um so why do we why do you you think we often think of worship only as the songs on Sunday mornings?
1: You know, I think that some of it is just because of how we've labeled things. Yeah. Um, Like we call it a worship service or like if we have like even at Fincastle, right? We have night of worship. Mm -hmm. And when we have a night of worship, what is the main thing that's happening there? Singing. Yeah, singing songs, right? There might be someone doing a spoken word or reading a short passage of scripture but it's mostly songs. Um, and, you know, I mean, even Christian colleges offer degrees yeah. in worship yeah. and it's not about preaching. It's about how to lead music. So I think some of it is just the fact that we've labeled it um, mm-hmm. as worship equals music. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think even with that, like we have worship pastors.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's that's a, big a good one too. Right. Yeah. 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 From now on, Landon is no longer worship pastor.
0: (laughs) You are song pastor.
1: Song pastor. (laughs) Melody pastor. There you go. Um, Yeah, I like that song. Um, Yes, I think that that's one of the reasons that Mm -hmm. we only think of worship as being songs on Sunday morning. Um, And I think that some of it, too, is that as preachers of the word, um, we don't always use the term worship. When talking about other things, yeah. So like when we tell kids, you know, hey, go and live your faith. You know, when you when you stand up for the gospel, when you share the gospel with a friend, when you live out your faith and decide not to engage in gossip, you're engaging in an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Right. That that is an actual act of worship. That's why I like Grudem's definition there. That it's glorifying God in His presence with our voices and our hearts. Yeah so like when we rend our hearts to him when we draw near to him through our actions not just our songs um that that is worship but yeah. we don't often preach that we don't say those things enough and so yeah. it, it's the misconception
0: yeah no i mean that's yeah that's spot on i think part of it too is just like it's the tradition we've grown up in and so there's that um of of that but like i love i do love that definition because it it Ties worship to glorifying god mm-hmm. anytime we give god glory like that's an act of worship yep and like i love i um you know telling people like look anytime you go outside and you look at the mountains around like up here in the highlands like you look at the mountains and you're like like god you're like it's amazing that you made this like this yep. is beautiful like that's worship yep. like you were because you are acknowledging who god is you're glorifying him yeah. Like that's an act of worship.
1: When you work, you know, if you're working as you listen as a student listens to this at I don't know, McDonald's or Wendy's or you know, whatever your job may be, like when you work and you do it as it says in scripture, working unto the Lord, not as unto men, you know, work with all your heart, then your working becomes an act of worship. You know, when everyone else would grumble and complain, uh And you don't. That's an act of worship. It's bringing glory to God um, in that moment.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, And we'll talk some more about those those ways we can do that a little bit. Um, Actually, just a second. But you know, are there any other any other reasons you can think of of why we typically associate worship with just music or song?
1: Um, I I think that some of it is. even just the way that we structure things on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because when we think about worship now, I guess, you know, with like Spotify and things like that, you know, people will put on some worship music in their cars and drive and have a a little personal worship session. Um, But even on Sunday mornings, you know, a lot of the time we, uh, we start things off with Mm something and it really, I don't know, at least the way that it seems like we do it at Fincastle and other churches that I've been to and experienced, uh, you know, there's kind of a formula to it of, you know, which isn't a bad thing to say. Um, but you know, we do worship quote unquote, right. Music. And then we have, you know, kind of your announcements or whatever. And then the, the word, you know, the preaching of the word and then back to music. Um, but I think that, if we incorporated other elements, you know, more regularly into our our worship services, our Sunday morning services, it could help break that that misconception. Um, yeah. But I mean, even for Ignite, I mean, you know, I think about Ignite and what we do on a Wednesday night here at the Fincastle campus. Um, you know, we come in, we do a game, we do songs, right, worship, yep. and then into the word. Um, and so... It's just kind of become a, a, a standard staple of mm-hmm. what we do, and uh, we're okay with not doing communion every Sunday or every Wednesday. Yeah. Although that's also an act of worship, mm-hmm. but we're not okay
0: not doing, doing
1: songs, you know. And so I think uh, because it's just become so like such an integral part of the mm-hmm. worship service, it's hard for us to separate that out from yeah from the word worship, you know, the song yeah. from worship yeah
0: that's a good point and, and again don't hear say like that songs are bad no music is great music, music is absolutely great. worshipful uh but it worship is i think you said at the beginning like worship is more than that but it's not less than that yeah or something along those lines um yeah and i try and like say sometimes and when i'm like when i'll pray before like as, you know whatever part of the service it is is you know for you know to like prepare hearts as we worship in song and then you know i'll you know, prepare ourselves we worship by hearing your word preached mm. kind of like just trying to yeah. make that like both of these are an act of worship like the worship doesn't stop when the songs stop that's right um,
1: one man standing against the tide <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i wouldn't say that i would say that because i don't do it every week i i, I try to and then i like i'll forget and i'm like ah, oh, dang it yeah it's something like i try to be intentional about because i know like for me like that yeah, was super helpful when i was younger and kind of had that realization of of oh like when the bible is preached like that's worship mm-hmm. anything i do can be a worshipful act yeah um yeah but i think for me i kind of mentioned it was like the reason i associate is like just because that's the tradition i've grown up in yep so you grow up in the church you associate worship with music and it's hard like i mean it's no fault of our own i don't i would say it's like it's it's hard to break you know A decade and a half at you know if you're a teenager a decade and a half of you know tradition
1: your your church tradition yeah
0: yeah like that's hard to to kind of break yeah uh break away from
1: yeah and again not that music is bad right no
0: i love music i have a worship music playlist on spotify that i was to all the time
1: (laughs) yeah but but you know biblical worship is is more than just singing songs yeah um and so you know it it should look like in our lives. It should look like more than just singing songs, or in our hearts, you know, like when we um, are, I don't know, reading the Word, or when we are engaging in conversation with other people about God. Uh, you know, in our hearts, we should be able to feel that as worship. Yeah, you know, just like we do when we sing songs, you know, sing a three-song set, and are drawn near to God in that way you know in our hearts we should be able to feel worship happening yeah outside and, of song and melody yeah
0: and i think and this is i think where because the the church in general um not you know, I'm, you know we probably do it at fincastle too but every church does i think it's because we've associated worship with music is we can get discouraged or think people aren't worshiping uh when we're singing and they're not raising their hand their hands or you know like singing out loud it's like now you know like because so like yes obviously that can be an expression of worship but like like for me like that's not my personality to be like kind to of have your
1: hands up all the time hands out. like
0: i do it from time to time like there's certain songs that like when i hear it i'm like all right here it goes like i'm gonna i'm probably gonna cry my hands are going up just because like it's that emotional response um but i think we have to be careful especially as you know if you're looking around worship it's like just because you're not raising your hands or closing your eyes doesn't mean you're not worshiping right it's like you're saying it's like what what is like in your heart are you humbling yourself are you bowing down to the lord in and worshiping in your heart because mm-hmm. there's tons of people who close their eyes and, you know, raise their hands that aren't actually worshiping. Yep. You know, so I think we have to, you know, be careful to not, to not associate also associate, you know, outward expressions like that as worship Yes. or a, you know, a signifier of worship happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about what Jesus said to the woman at the well, right? There will come a day where people will worship God in spirit and in truth, Mm -hmm. not in what temple you go to, not in what sacrifices you bring, not in those outward expressions of religious activity, but in spirit and in truth, right? So being drawn near to God, right? Now I think we would more coin that as like in our hearts, you Mm -hmm. know, and then in the truth of who God is, like Actually getting to know God yeah. um, and and being drawn again, drawn into intimacy with him.
0: Yeah. That's what I think we saw true worship. Yeah, we saw that we saw that on Sunday morning the Jeremiah seven, the connect yep. group of the people, they were, you know, they were still doing all those outward quote unquote acts of worship, thinking, Oh, well, if we keep doing these, we're fine, God will be with us. But yeah. that wasn't actually worship. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't worship of God. They were worshiping other things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't true worship. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's not our our act. I love the, the class notes I have is they, they make the point in there of like everybody worships something. And so it's not a matter of we don't sin because we don't worship. We sin because we worship wrongly. Ooh. We worship the wrong thing. Dude, that's good. Uh, And I was like, I like have underlined and highlighted in my notes because I was like, I was like, because I mean, that's reality is we all worship something. It's are we, but are we gonna, you know, biblically worship the one true God?
1: I mean, dude, when you really think about that, right? Like, I, you know, I mean, I've heard that before, but it's just like such a good reminder. Of like when I sin, I'm worshiping something other than God, whether it's my own flesh, whether it's something satanic or evil you know or you know whatever else like sin is worshiping something other than god yeah and that manifests in all sorts of activities and ways
0: yeah so that's always like every time i like read that there's always like gut check for me i'm like oh like yeah i always forget to think about it that way until i read that i'm like "Mm, Mm. that's rough so but what are what are some uh what are some ways that we we can worship every day or how do we make everyday activities worshipful.
1: Mm. Well, I I think that, you know, again, it just, it starts with the heart. Um, So like, you know, you can, you can work. I don't know. When I was in high school, uh, I was dating this girl who um, rode ponies, polo ponies, and she worked at a polo pony, pony stable. And uh, you know, in an effort to want to spend time with her, uh, I decided I'm going to go help out there too, and uh, there would be times where I would be helping shovel out horse manure from the stables, and it's disgusting and gross and it smells bad. Um, and I was like, man, why am I like really here? I-, I could I could grumble and complain, right? And that would not be worship. Yeah. Right. That would just be me doing a job, being frustrated, or you know in my heart i could praise god that i have the ability to do this that i get to do this um you know and and i i don't know i guess like just taking it again to to the work kind of analogy i remember at my last uh, church when i first started there we met in this this large worship center and it was kind of like a giant warehouse to be honest it was just you know concrete floors and uh every week after youth group we called it fusion, I would, uh, I would take a big push broom and I would sweep the whole floor. And to me, that became a moment of worship where I just had this, this quiet time, just me and God, where I got to sit and reflect on what he had done that night, reflect on who he is. Sometimes I'd put on music. Sometimes it was just me, God in the silence and, uh, you know, pushing the broom. And you know, in those moments, I could have been frustrated that I had to stay an extra hour to push a broom around and clean things up, but instead, I chose in my heart to draw near to God in those moments. Um, so I think that we make everyday activities worshipful by by choosing to draw near to God through that activity.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that. That it's a uh, like you know we we could we have to choose to do it if it's really like a, a perspective change of that like you're saying you know i'm not looking at this as man i have to stay an extra hour but it's hey i get an extra hour to spend with the lord yeah of that and you know i had one way for you know if you guys work in fast food uh which i think i think everybody should work in fast food because it makes you love people who are hard to love yeah. uh, and it's it's great it's great for your sanctification it, <laughs> it is great um but so i worked at chick A and we had one manager who was just, I mean, he was the, he was the worst. Um, yeah. It just, he was, he was the guy who you would be drowning, like just so busy. And he'd be in the office and then would we'll come try and like, tell you what you need to do. And then go back to the office. Oh, and it's so like, just the worst, just nobody respected him. It was like, we don't trust you at all. And so he, we were super busy one lunch and he came over and told told me and this girl like what we needed to do to to you know clear the drive through line yeah and i was just like all right like yes they're like we'll get it done like we'll do it and but the the girl like because she had had enough at this point over however many weeks this was that she was just like kind of butted heads with them mm-hmm. and and she asked me she goes why are you like why are you always so happy at work and why like how do you let stuff like that just roll off of you And, like, I could have been just because I don't feel like dealing with the fight or, you know, it's not worth it. Or actually, I am really, like, ticked off. Uh, But I chose, was like, well, because, like, the mercy Christ has showed me, like, I want to show that to other people. And so it doesn't matter how miserable I am at work or how busy I, like, this is, like, like, I have salvation. Like, I know Jesus. Like and so I want to show that love to other people, that kindness, and like I've been shown greater mercy than I could ever show anybody, but I'm gonna try. Yeah. It's so like even that of just like looking at opportunities like that of I have a chance to glorify God in how I handle a situation, but also have a chance to glorify God to worship, and how I respond to situations, yeah. um, and stuff. So that was just like kind of a personal example of yeah. of that.
1: You know, do that. I think that's really good. that's really good just bringing it back to the salvation that we have like 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 we said earlier like salvation is is the starting point for our worship yeah and so you know when we encounter difficulties or whatever if we come back to salvation it should bring us by nature back to a place of worship yeah Um, yeah i think about the students who will be listening to this and you know you guys have school i mean obviously right now it's summertime but um, you know, during the school year. And there are times where you don't want to do schoolwork. Right. Yeah. I don't know too many kids that are like every single day, get up out of bed and are like, yay, I get to go to school. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. It, Maybe you know, like three of them.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and those were the kids I was probably not friends with in high school because, yep. you know, we were pretty <laughs> miserable about it. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, instead of being miserable, Right? You, can, you can turn it and say, you know, okay, God, I, I do get to be here. You've given me an opportunity to learn and to grow. And so this becomes an act of worship. I think about that conference we went to where you found out that Claire was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how, how Ben Trueblood um, you know, from Lifeway Students said that uh, students should look at that school, the public school or their private school as an opportunity to be trained for the mission that God has given them. Like yeah. when you take Spanish class, you're getting to learn a foreign language so that way you can share the gospel with someone in a foreign language. Like, man, how how would that, that is, change like, the way that we view that my,
0: and worship? Yeah, that's like my biggest regret from high school is that I didn't take like Spanish more seriously. Cause I'm like, dude, I would love to be able to speak Spanish right now. Yeah but I can't because I was just like this is a dumb class I have to take.
1: Yeah, tango, un gato and baño, right? Like that's
0: like Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I think I said I have a cat in my bathroom. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know cuz I don't speak Spanish. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean it's it's you know, but but taking a different perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, to your schoolwork or to your sports team or to your your job, whatever it is, um shifting that perspective can help i think draw draw us nearer to god which is ultimately an act of worship yeah anything that draws us nearer to god becomes an act of worship
0: yeah i think even with that is change our perspective of viewing of like okay school school is not something i just have to do to get to what god wants me to do Like, it's not something I just have to, like, kind of push through and then, okay, once I graduate high school, then I can start pursuing what God wants for me. But it's like, no, like, God has placed you in the school you're at, one, like you said, so he can prepare you for what he has. But he's placed you in the school you're at so that you can show his glory to those around you. Yeah. Of, like, you're not at, you know, we say this sometimes in church, but it's like, it's true, like, you're not at the school you're at by accident. You're not at the school you're at or you're not at the job you're at by accident. Like God has strategically placed you there so that you could show his glory to those around you, which is an act of worship Yeah. that you can have gospel conversations and that they can now, you know, Lord willing, be able to worship God. And so I think when we have those, you know, we, we look at school and work with those two perspectives and it's like, okay, yeah, like work, work was the worst today. Or like, like, i don't really want to go to school but it's hey these people are literally trapped with me for the next eight hours and legitimately like legally can't get away from me <laughs> like i'm gonna share the gospel with them i'm gonna show them god's glory uh,
1: I- i'm not know. trapped in school the school is trapped in here with me yeah right
0: exactly <laughs> exactly like you just have that perspective of like i have you for eight hours to share the gospel with you good That's- luck
1: that yeah. good luck <laughs>
0: good luck, <laughs> good luck. Like, but no like having that perspective of like look i have unrestricted access to my friends yeah. the people around me for eight hours a day yeah to
1: show them what to christ, show them
0: god's glory to, to, to what am i going to do them about
1: what who christ is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's good And i just
0: okay i just had like a super convicting thought
1: oh boy
0: because of that of like because of the same was like i had eight hours a day with people around me of like how much of that time i squandered in high school oh man that I'm going to have to give account for in heaven of like, God's going to be like, look, I placed you in that school for, you know, six, seven years, whatever it was. And like, what did you do with that time? Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's a, that's a great question.
1: <laughs> this is why I'm glad I'm not a Mormon.
0: Yep. This um, is why I'm glad it's not up to me to be saved. <laughs> that's right. You
1: know? Yeah. It's not uh after all that I can do.
0: Yeah. It's uh yep. Uh, There's no but, way I'm,
1: I've done all that I can.
0: Yeah. So, Which is
1: why there's God's grace. You know? yeah. But, yeah. 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 So, but I like
0: that. That's a good Having those perspective shifts of looking at it of this is an opportunity I have to worship and share God's glory.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. I think. I think you know. Ultimately, what it just comes back to is that worship is is any act that glorifies God. Yeah. And so you know, as as a student, you know, thinks about going through their day, through their life, whatever that looks like, you know, how do how do you incorporate worship into your life by glorifying God with the things that you do. And part of that is, is knowing what God has said, right? So like God's word tells us children honor your mother and father, right? Okay. So that means when you honor your mother and father, you are glorifying God. And that actually is now an act of worship. Right. Yeah. You know, when, when scripture says, um, to not gossip or slander then when you choose to abstain from those things you're glorifying god because you're doing what he has said and that means you are in an act of worship
0: yeah i think that's a good point of like worship doesn't have to be seen by others yes like it doesn't have to be seen by others to be worship yeah um you know a lot of times it is but like that like you're saying like i'm just making that of like hey i hear these people gossiping like i'm I'm going to go over here and not partake in that. Nobody knows you had that thought. Nobody knows that's why you went inside a different table, but that's still an act of worship.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, Well, what are there, any other thoughts uh, as we wrap up, just on worship in general, anything you want to share?
1: You know, I think that um, worship is is one of the most integral parts of the Christian life. And the more we get away from the idea of worship just being the act of singing songs to God, mm-hmm. and we move more towards the idea of worship uh, being something that is, is glorifying God, any act that is glorifying God, I think that we will become a more worshipful people. Yeah. Um, so for the individual listening, if you want to grow in your relationship with God, uh, if you want to become a more worshipful person, uh then choose actions that glorify god that means you got to get to know him through his word and do what he says and and you will draw nearer have greater intimacy with god and in turn become a more worshipful person
0: yeah i got i'm gonna give uh a, a, a practical thing you can do to to help with this um and that i've had i've had our students at highlands do uh, as a pastor in florida that shared those with me and i was like that's good is uh, make take a piece of paper. You make two two columns. On one side is the things that stir your affections for Christ. The other th- other side is things that rob your affections for Christ. So you just list those out. So like, and it can be anything from, you know, the like being in a church service, stirs my affections for Christ. Like hearing those songs, things like song songs sung. Like yes, that stirs my affections for Christ because like one of mine. One of the things that stirs my affections for Christ the most is a cup of coffee in the morning. Mm. Like, it's, that's not some—that's like coffee is not a spiritual thing, but having a cup of coffee in the morning stirs my affections for Christ because for whatever reason, it makes me want to go read my Bible with a cup of coffee. And so then on the other side, the things that rob your affection of like it's probably social media for most people, yeah, um, and it doesn't even have to be something that is like necessarily sinful. But, like, social media, it's, like, if that's occupying your time more than reading the Word, spending time with Jesus, like, that's robbing your affections for Christ. Um, But having those, like, listing those out, it's like, okay, here's the things I need to stay away from. But, like, I'm going to do these things that stir my affections for Christ more because that's going to drive me to worship. Yeah, That's going to drive me to that, that intimacy, to drawing near uh, to Him. So that's just, like, a practical little exercise you can do to help you you know kind of you know help you pursue worship i guess you could say
1: it's good stuff man that's a good thought
0: so all right well thank you guys for joining us this week um again hope to see you on the next episode uh pastor joe as always thank you for joining us and giving some some solid insight on worship Man, i appreciate it absolutely all right we will see you guys next week